0: the insatiable appetite and happy 2023 everyone. Melissa Abbott, VP of Hartman Retainer Services here and I'm joined by my colleague and senior consultant Danielle kleiner Cantor, and we are here to break down the New York Times predictions on how we will eat this year. The fabulous Kim Severson over at the Times points out the importance of fads and how they build into trends and then become woven into the fabric of our day. We couldn't agree more, and that's why we say don't discount those fads so quickly. They could be your brand's greatest success. So uh, I'm really excited to jump in here, Danielle, and very happy to uh, talk to you about um, the New York Times predictions here.
1: Yeah, hey, Melissa i uh, excited to chat with you today about these trends.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to get the skinny on what, um, you know, what your take is on this. And so we're going to dive into the first prediction they have about flavor of the year, which is briny. Um, from sea vegetables to clamato, what's your take?
1: Yeah, see, vegetables, you know, we think are here for the long haul with their ties to health as well as sustainability. And Clamato is really just a fun expression of this trend, but probably isn't for everybody. And what about the word of the year? Kim Severson suggests the word "climatarian" is very 2022, and that now in 2023 it's "regenifer." Have we heard anyone actually identify with these
0: labels? I, you know, that is, we've had such a, it's been such a challenge for consumers to actually. Get the words regenerative agriculture out as well as those in the industry in which we are in. So, the idea that uh, consumers or anyone would be referring to themselves as regenivore, uh, we would say, is slim to none. So that said, I really like the impetus behind it. You know, there's the healing our own health and the health of the planet with more rigorous animal welfare policies. I mean, what's not to like about that? And it's also about the equitable treatment of people who grow and process our food. So we've talked about hero ingredients a lot over the years, but now it's about climate hero ingredients like teff and lupin beans. You know, we have talked about both of those ingredients in our annual trends report, Ideas in food um, several years ago, um, but now we do know, though, that maybe this is their time to shine, um, teff and lupin beans. So pea protein has got to share some of the limelight. All right, Danielle, how about the pick for snack of the year, crispy chicken skins? Do you see that as a nacho base?
1: Yeah, that, I mean, that probably has a lot of different, very delicious sounding applications. Um, Crispy chicken skin, you know, may be new to some people, but it actually has roots in a few different cultural cuisines from Ashkenazi Jewish cuisine to Japanese to Latin American, you know, thinking chicharrones. Chicken skin, in addition to being from these cultural cuisines, also aligns with the idea of nose-to-tail eating that's been popular for a while and the zero-waste movement. So lots of different ways this can be embedded in our culture. And the the next trend we want to talk about is the thrill of thrift. From what we've heard from consumers recently, this one definitely resonates. What are your thoughts, Melissa? Melissa?
0: Yes, I would, uh, I would say that given what our consumers are talking about these days and also the headlines about inflationary concerns, this one really hits the mark. So, you know, like I mentioned about inflation and excess consumption really being called into question at this time, there is new interest in frugality. So it's it's actually quite cool. And the younger generations are, uh, you know, pointing to this fact that it's, it's cool to be, you know, frugal and not to have to hide it, essentially. So from rising interest in private label, there's so much more interesting private label out there. To the thrill of the hunt at discount retailers, the thrill of thrift is definitely a significant trend for 2023. You know, but I'm not so sure about how this, uh, how new this next prediction is, since we cited it um, back in 2019 in our trends report. But I'm hoping that this tuber gains more traction this year. Danielle, your thoughts on Ube, that brilliant purple tuber for 2023?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a very colorful, fun food. We've seen it in uh, a lot of different baked goods, uh, especially on TikTok and Instagram. You know, with that brilliant purple hue, it um, shows up really well on social media. Um, but, you know, we'll see if this really turns into something that is a staple in consumer food repertoire. So far, it's really been You know things that we've seen in social media more of a fringe ingredient than a real staple food um what do we think about the influence of space as a prediction for this year i thought that one was really interesting melissa have you tried starlight the coca-cola flavor that is said to taste like space i don't know how that would even be possible
0: <laughs> right, your your uh, your question about how that could even be possible led me to think. All right, Coca Cola, bring it on. I I sought it out and I did it. I tried it. I had to. I had to. I had to experience what they um, broke down. What the essence of space tasted like. So. I think it was a strange approximation, and um, I'll leave it at that. Uh, It was definitely a little bit of a different flavor um, um, off their typical classic cola flavor. Um, so I think that this one is definitely a fad, um, the space orientation, we're definitely looking up into the sky and thinking about things a little bit, you know, outside beyond our earth these days. Um, so it's, it seems interesting that we are thinking about that, um, about space in that way. Um, but I'm not sure that it's going to really stick into our everyday food habits, um, so to speak. So, um, what about the next one? Experiential eating prediction that they have. I feel like this one is really up your alley, Danielle.
1: Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love a little bit of fun when they eat their food? Uh, But I think, you know, in culture at large, after three years of really eating at home, ordering in restaurant food, it seems that people are, you know, no pun intended, hungry for more interaction and in person entertainment. Uh, you know, you think of the engagement of tableside guacamole or old school table side toss Caesar salad, things like that, that really engage people in how food is being prepared with them in person. Um, one prediction I'm curious what you think about is going deeper into West African cuisine.
0: I love this one. I love it a lot because whenever we think about various food cultures where we get to experience flavors um, that are unique to specific regions of the world that we might not have experienced before, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, and so I really think that this one has like ingredients like fonio, which is a West African drought resistant green. That one actually showed up in again, you know, our trends report several years ago. Um, so we, we might be a little bit ahead of the game, uh, nothing there, but we, um, we might be seeing it actually Uh, becoming a little bit more mainstream now um, when we see these African and specifically Nigerian cuisines and ingredients they are beginning to to mainstream to some extent so that's an that's exciting that's interesting it's bringing you know more awareness about different cultures to the fore Uh, so I'm all behind that what about your thoughts um, about the prediction of vibe of the year
1: Yeah, even thinking about communal eating and community, community is really big, and while communal eating might not catch on to the degree the New York Times is predicting, we're seeing a lot of these dessert boards, bread boards, butter boards, all kinds of different boards on TikTok that are going viral. And what this tells us is that people are really hungry for connection, and they want to share food together
0: yeah i i totally agree i feel like there's going to be a return to the third space in that way Um, you know since we were either at work Um, at home or then you know seeking that third space in the last few decades now there's there might be a return to that Uh, so we're going to keep our eye on that one at the Hartman Group too too so I'm I am really happy to see that people are eating together again that commensality is so important for you know mental wellness as as well so uh, that pretty much wraps up Um, you, you know the the New York Times trends and their predictions so I want to thank you uh, for joining me on this one Danielle and looking forward to more conversations about food trends and predictions. Uh, So many of these trends do tap into wellness and sustainability so we're excited for our first quarter of 2023 health and wellness tracker and then in Q2 our syndicated study report will provide incredible depth on, on these topics in particular that will absolutely move your business forward. So just keep an eye on that and feel free to reach out to us, our, our wonderful listeners, um, if you have any questions about those reports. So uh, just want to say thank you once again, Danielle.
1: Yeah, thanks, Melissa. I'm happy to talk with you today.